So we began with the Psalms last fall. You remember that, right? I know it's been a while. There's a lot in your head right now. But will you turn to Psalm 40? Psalm 40 can be found in your pew Bibles on page 446. Page 446, Psalm 40. And tonight you may know that we're, we're going to be doing testimonies in a really unique and creative way. And this is a psalm that's about testimony. It's about sharing what God has done. And so here as I read Psalm 40, I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me and heard my cry. He drew me up from the desolate pit out of the miry bog and set my feet upon a rock making my steps secure. He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. Happy are those who make the Lord their trust, who do not turn to the proud, to those who go astray after false gods. You have multiplied, O Lord my God, your wondrous deeds and your thoughts toward us. None can compare with you. Were I to proclaim and tell of them, they would be more than can be counted. Sacrifice and offering you do not desire, but you have given me an open ear. Burnt offering and sin offering you have not required. Then I said, here I am. In the scroll of the book it is written of me, I delight to do your will, O oh my God. Your law is within my heart. I've told the glad news of deliverance in the great congregation. See, I've not restrained my lips, as you know, O Lord. I've not hidden your saving help within my heart. I've spoken of your faithfulness and your salvation. I've not concealed your steadfast love and your faithfulness from the great congregation. Do not, O Lord, withhold your mercy from me. Let your steadfast love and your faithfulness keep me safe forever. For evils have encompassed me without number. My iniquities have overtaken me until I cannot see. They are more than the hairs of my head, and my heart fails me. Be pleased, O Lord, to deliver me. O Lord, make haste to help me. Let all those be put to shame and confusion who seek to snatch away my life. Let those be turned back and brought to dishonor who desire my hurt. Let those be appalled because of their shame who say to me, Aha, aha. But may all who seek you Rejoice and be glad in you. May those who love your salvation say continually, Great is the Lord. As for me, I am poor and needy, but the Lord takes thought of me. You are my help and my deliverer. Do not delay, O oh my God. This is the word of the Lord. Now you see in this psalm, there are a couple places in particular where he tells us that it's our responsibility when God has done something amazing in our lives to tell it to other people. You see that in verse 3. Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. And then verses 9 and 10. I've told the glad news of deliverance in the great congregation. I have not concealed your steadfast love and your faithfulness from the great congregation. The psalmist says, look, people, if God's done something in your life, you've got to tell people about it. You may just tell one person or two people. You don't have to stand and tell everybody, but you should tell somebody. Because what happens when someone tells you their testimony and talks about what God has done in their lives is it 
helps you figure out what God's doing in your life, right? You think, oh, if God can do that in that person's life, I know how better to look for God in my own life. So that's why we give testimonies, because they glorify God and they edify the people of God. You remember as we've been looking at this Honest to God series, we've been talking about the fracturing that takes place in those relationships between humans and God, between humans and other humans? Well, when we bear witness, when we give testimony, we are saying we are building back the fabric of those relationships. We are going to praise God for what he's doing in our lives, and we are going to listen and support and encourage each other. We are going to undo Push the big undo button on the fracturing that has taken place. And so that's what we're going to do tonight. So let me start with a little one of my own. You remember a couple of weeks ago, we talked about listening to God? Just nod if you remember. Great, thank you. Um, thanks, Paul. Uh, so we talked about listening to God, and we had these little stations um, that you could go to afterwards and you could do some arts or crafts or write or think or pray. And um, so I went over to that little station and I was really discouraged that night because for almost a year I had been training to participate in a particular athletic event. And on that night I was very much afraid that I had a stress fracture in my foot. And it was only a few weeks away from the event, and I was really discouraged and in quite a bit of pain, actually. <laughs> and so I went back to the little corner back there, and I was doing some other stuff on this side. Um, but then I really started to pray about my running. And so I wrote down, I will lay down my running. It's okay. Surrender, surrender. And then I put in little parentheses, I would really like to run, though, smiley face. <laughs> just in case it wasn't clear. And, and I was just really discouraged to have trained so hard in something that's not a natural given ability to me. Um, and so I went to Paul and to Jimmy, who were just back from the prayer summit, and I said, uh, I was really, actually, Paul came to me, and he said, Jimmy and I are going to pray over your foot. I was like, Okay. And so they prayed for my foot, and they prayed over me, and they would ask me, how you're doing? And then the two women that I meet with every Tuesday for prayer, they were praying for me and my foot and my healing and my ability to do this race. And yesterday, I wore this. Yes. I wore this. And... And when I crossed the finish line, they gave me one of these. <laughs> and my friend uh, and I, who finished together, we were walking back to the, to the car, and I use the term walking very loosely. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and, and we were kind of going through this empty parking lot, and I was so overcome with emotion that... I was in the parking lot, and I started to cry. And I said, I can't believe we did it. I just can't believe we did it after everything we've been through, and he's been really hurt, and I was injured, and I just said, I just can't believe it. And I just, he said, are you crying? <laughs> I said, yes, I'm crying, and 
was so overwhelming to me to think that, that God could do this and could see us through. My friend, uh, because of his injury, he hadn't run a step in three weeks. He ran yesterday 15 and a half miles. I know he's a total stud. <laughs> and these are opportunities where you just bear witness and you say, look, people, this would not have happened without the intercession of other people. And it would not have happened if I hadn't been vulnerable enough to say, I need you guys to be praying for me. I need you in my life. I need you caring for me. I need you holding me accountable. So when we invite others into our testimonies, when we invite others into our hurt, they have the opportunity to be agents of grace for us. The interesting thing about Psalm 40 is that it's actually a cycle. Did you notice this? You could actually like keep reading through. It ends um, 17. As for me, I am poor and needy, but the Lord takes thought of me. You are my help and my deliverer. Do not delay, O God. You could go right back to the beginning. I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me and heard my cry. Life is a cycle. And there are times when you're going to be in the muck and the mire waiting for God to pull you out. And there are going to be times when you are on a rock with a new song of praise in your mouth. And maybe for you, your testimony is today is, I'm in a muddy pit, but I'm waiting patiently for the Lord. Maybe your testimony tonight is, I was in a muddy pit and now I am on a rock singing a new song. There are lots of ways in which we see God at work. But remember that Psalm 40 is a cycle. Your life is going to have muddy seasons. Your life's going to have times when you're on a rock. You've got to have people in the community who can bear witness to the amazing things that God does in your life. I'm actually going to take this and I'm going to hang it in my office window. Whoops. It'll, st- it'll stand better in my office. And so when you walk by my office this week, when you're like going back and forth to exams, you would be like, Testimony. If Pastor Mary can run 15 and a half miles, I can take this final exam. <laughs> right? That, it's going to be like, not like Mary's so cool as she ran that far. It's like, no, God provided what she needed. So every time you see this this week, it's just God provides, God provides, God provides. That's the testimony. And now I, I'd like to invite my two uh, brothers up. Uh, to tell a testimony of what happened in their lives this week. Yeah, Jeremy, can you grab my... Yeah. Okay. So this is Troy. We say, hey, Troy. <laughs> Jeremy. And uh, some of you know that uh, Troy has been, uh, had for a long time been given the burden of of a pretty profound stutter. And um, the first time I met Troy, which was when you came to Calvin a year and a half ago, um, he was a transfer student. And I asked him a very simple question. I said, so where are you from? And I'll bet it took him three minutes to tell me where he was from. Because he just, I was a person in authority. He was new. He didn't know me. 
and for him to say, I'm from San Diego, took a really long time. Well, about May of last year, uh, Troy was interviewing for the camp that he's wearing on his shirt, the wind-shaped camps, summer staff. And the person he was interviewing with, a man named Gabe, uh, was on the phone with him for about two minutes and said to him, Troy, I believe God's going to heal your stutter. And Troy said, okay. <laughs> You've known me for two minutes. I, it's kind of odd. Well, let's fast forward to this week. Jeremy, who is one of our all-star tour guides here on campus, was leading a tour for the... Um, oh, you are. <laughs> All right. was leading a tour for the Azusa Pacific Men's Choir, who was uh, here in town giving a concert. And um, he finished the tour with them over in the Fine Arts Center, and he saw Troy there, and he knew enough about Troy to, knew, to know that he was from uh, Southern California. And so he asked him, why, why did you come to Calvin instead of going to Azusa Pacific, which is basically right there in your neighborhood? And they began to talk and share stories. And one of the things that Troy said to him was, well, you know, about a year ago, I had this man tell me that God was going to heal me from my stutter. And then I'll let them take the story from there. <laughs> you want me to start? Okay. So we're sitting on couches up in the Covenant Fine Arts Center, and we're just chatting away. And these two kids from the Azusa Pacific's men, men's choir walk up the stairs and... Is this still on? Okay. Um, and, and we start to talk and like, I explain how I grew up in Southern California, how I was born in Los Angeles, how I moved down to San Diego County, and, and my hometown was the town of Oceanside. And, yeah. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> and, um, I may have told you guys that I'm from San Diego because that's a much easier word to say than to say I'm from Oceanside, but now, like, I take great pride in what, like, God has done, and, like, I'm saying I am from Oceanside, like, <laughs> like what up, okay? <laughs> so, we start um, uh, to talk, and then uh, Jeremy gets up and he goes to the restroom, and I'll let him... Uh, carry on from there. <laughs> um, okay. So, yeah, we're, you know, we're, we're talking and stuff. I'll just kind of stay from my perspective. So, you know, we come up there and um, we're just, we're sitting and talking. And I've known Troy since, like, what, interim? Probably since a little after interim. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so I've known Troy for a little bit. Um, I've never known Troy to stutter, not once in any of the interactions we've had. We've had like pretty, pretty decent conversations I and mean, then we've talked and stuff. And I've never heard him stutter. So when I sit down and I'm talking to him, I'm just I'm like blown back. I'm like, whoa, like this is the same Troy. Like I didn't know that. Um, so, you know, as he continues to talk, like he's like, yeah, like I, you know, I didn't ask him, obviously, that's rude. But like, you know, he was like, yeah, I have a speech problem. Um, and like it's just, it's kind of crazy, so not, not that that was crazy, but it, my mind is, is going in a million places right now. So when we're talking, um, I just kind of hear the spirit of God like, continually kind of 
and like moving and saying like, man, I want to heal him. Like I want to heal him. And, um, and God has been moving in profound ways in the past like 10, 11 days, like specifically with, with witnessing different healings and, and him nudging me to do different things and, and to just be a vessel. And um, so I, I look over and I, I see this booklet there um, and it's like, it winds up being like, Devotions for Catholics or something on a, on a book like I don't know how it got there in the CFAC and it's like for May 2012 so so like as he's talking and then with the other Azusa Pacific guys are there and then the third guy comes up his name is Wellington we'll bring him back around in a little bit and um, so so he's sitting there talking to them and he's kind of giving them you know his story so I like flip through the book and I look to, to May 10 and um, and I think it says something like, oh, Lord, open up my mouth and let me speak your praises or something. And I'm like, oh, man, Lord, you're speaking clear here. Because God uses, like, all kinds of things. Like, he uses everything to speak. Like, he's not a God that's limited. So, you know, we're sitting talking, and I'm like, okay, God, you know, like, should I heal him before or after I go to the bathroom? Like, because <laughs> I got I to gotta go. I got to go, you know. And, and, like, so I'm like, okay, Lord, when do you use me? Like, when do you, you know, when do you want this to happen? So I was going to wait, but he's, you know, so I'm, all right, I'm going to, so I'm like, okay, guys, I'll be back. But I, I think I might have said something like, I got something to tell you or something like that. So, so I left, I go there and, um, and I'm in the bathroom. I'm just like, okay, Lord, like, uh, I feel like you want me to let him know that you want to heal him. But like, I need you to confirm this to me. Like, I need you to make it clear. Um, Lord, because when I'm sitting down, he's like, this is, this is so weird. He's like, take your hands like this and then put them on Troy's lips like that. <laughs> no joke. So, so I'm like, okay, Lord. And then he's like, put water on him, on your hands because I want him to speak fluidly. And I'm like, okay, God, you're speaking to me because I like analogies and stuff like that. You know, whatever. I hope that's an analogy. And um, so I'm like, okay, Lord, I'm not going to take water from the bathroom as I'm drying off my hands. And so I'm like, I mean, like, if you want this to happen, if you want me to step out, like, I, I'm down for being bold for you, but if you want me to do this, let one of the Azusa guys have a water bottle. So I walk back, and uh, I go sit down, and they're still talking, and then I fi- let them finish up talking. And... Before they finish up, I look down in Wellington, the guy who's sitting next to me, um, his backpack has like a little water bottle cap in the front of it. And like, I'm just jacked, excited, just sitting there. So I'm like, okay, okay, guys, finish up your conversation. So after they're done, I'm like, guys, I'm so excited. And then I start describing how God has been working. And that, that previous Saturday, um, a group, uh, like a group of guys uh, took me out and some other people um, for like this tent revival out in Ann Arbor area in Ypsilanti and like we saw God you know heal people and there were times where we could have doubted then and God showed up because we chose not to, to waver not that we didn't fear not that we weren't nervous but we chose to say God we believe you're going to show up and he did and and it was just amazing so I was like, this is no different, God. You're no respecter of persons. Like, just because I'm not here with a group of people, like, just because I'm here by myself doesn't mean you can't still move. So, um, so at that point, I, you know, I tell the story, and I'm like, dude, I believe God wants to heal you. I believe he wants to heal your stutter. Like, he's been speaking, and he confirmed it. And I'm like, and I asked him to give a sign of a water bottle. And Wellington, I look over at him. I just met him, like, 30 minutes ago. Like, and Wellington here, like, I know him forever, has a water bottle. So, um... 
So I'm like, dude, this, I know this is really weird, but can I put my fingers on your lips with water on them? <laughs> and, and, I mean, Troy is just like, sure. So, um, do you want to take it or do you, you want to? So, um, like, uh, he starts to pray and like, there's definite spiritual warfare. Like, there are doubts that are just that are just constant, but they're constantly getting just pushed down. Just like, and it was just like that alone would have been like just incredible. But like, he touches, you know, <laughs> my lips and stuff, which was weird. I've never had a person do that. And like, I've never done that before. So. And like, I just start to speak and I'm here uh, to you today just uh, to testify that God is alive and like he is working in in a world that like is very dark and um, like I got a very large foretaste of what the kingdom of God is and it is very very sweet (laughs) like it is the best so uh, praise be to God Yeah, like, just to reiterate it, I mean, and, and I know a lot of you guys know it, but like I said earlier, God is no respecter of persons. So, like, he desires, like, I, there's nothing special about me. Like, there's nothing, I mean, I, we're all special. But, <laughs> you know, but there, there is nothing particular about me that God says, oh, man, Jeremy, I like that kid, you know, and because he does this or because he does that, he's gone to church and he hasn't missed. Oh, man, I better bless him. Like, God doesn't, he's not doing that. There isn't anything that I've done to earn it. There isn't anything that I've done to, to make this work. There's not a really this formula where if I serve God diligently for this long and do this, God is going to work in this way. Like, it's, it's not about that. Like, God loves us. And the thing is, when I realized, like, when it was revealed unto me and I grabbed a hold of it and I believed how much he loved me, and it all went back to the cross, that the work was finished at the cross, and if I believed in him, that my old man was dead with Christ and my new man lives now, then God was able to be like, okay, now that you believe my word, now let's, let's work. Like, now let's move in boldness. Let's grow. And it took a community of saints and it took believers who recognize that who were willing to come over and put their arm around my shoulder and any questions I had and anything they had on that I had on my heart they were willing to answer it and they were willing to let the the spirit of God use them and that's what it takes and that's like the commission that God has given each of us like God is going to do even greater things than than what we're talking about tonight and he wants to do it here and he wants to do it in your lives and he wants to do it wherever he sends you out but he wants to be first and he wants you to desire him. And he wants you to go to him and, and be like, Lord, maybe I'm not feeling you right now. But I'm willing to be made willing that you might use me. And, and that's what it really has to be, just the heart of repentance where we're like, okay, Lord, 
you know, maybe I did mess up, but you loved me so much, and you loved me even before I loved you. So recognize that God does love each and every one of you, and he's called you each year for a specific purpose, and for you seniors that are leaving, he's not finished with you. And just because you're not here, and just, like, you've witnessed just a, a, a speck of what God wants to do, especially in each and every one of your lives. So believe that, and seek, and, and bond together, and reach out, like, because God is going to use each and every one of us to bring his kingdom forth if we believe. Amen. Amen. Troy came to me a week ago after Loft, and uh, he said, hey, could we get together for prayer this week? Because I just realized, like, I'm going to be an RA next year, and I'm freaking out. And, and so, uh, so I said, sure, and we were going to get together on Wednesday morning, and we couldn't, then we couldn't get together on Wednesday afternoon, and then we couldn't. And so we ended up getting together the morning after this happened, and he's in my office for an hour just speaking, just talking. And uh, Aaron came in because he's like, I gotta, hear, I gotta hear the story. I gotta hear the story. And we prayed together, and Troy prayed out loud. And I've never heard him pray out loud before because he never had the confidence that when he would pray, that things would come out of his mouth. And uh, I just like spent the rest of the day like beaming, <laughs> glowing because of the glory of God. And so um, I've been praying protection over these two uh, for the last few days. And so will you join me in praying uh, for them? God, we give you all praise and glory on this day. What a God you are. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We thank you for the word that Gabe spoke almost a year ago. And we thank you that you planted that seed deep in Troy's heart so that it became part of what he talks about. And we praise you that Jeremy did not turn off your voice, did not push back on you and say, that's a really silly thing for me to do. I'm not going to do that. That is embarrassing. But no, he was faithful and he claimed your promise and he grabbed that fresh water bottle and he cracked it open and he poured water on his hand and placed it on Troy's lips. And Lord, he can speak. He can speak. And we know that it is for your purpose and your glory. And so we pray against any forces of the enemy who would say that this didn't happen, who would say that this isn't true, and who would try to attack Jeremy and Troy because of it, and try to, to get them where they are weakest so that their testimony becomes invalid. But we know that their testimony is true because of you and not because of them, that they are strong in your strength and not in their own ability or their virtue, but it's because of what you want to do on this campus, what you want to do in Troy's life and in Jeremy's life, and for that, we praise you and give you thanks. And so we pray that the armor of God will be strong around these men, that you will put on them the, the helmet of salvation, give them the sword of the spirit, the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, that you will fit their feet with whatever they need to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. Lord, we pray protection over them. And for any in this, in this sanctuary right now who are wondering, what is this about? Oh, Holy Spirit, get in there. Get in there so that the truth may be proclaimed and not held back. Get right in there for your glory. And we pray this in the mighty and powerful name of Jesus Christ, our healer. And all God's people say, amen. amen.